Welcome to the Worship Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 244 of the Worship Probs podcast, and we are so glad you're here. It's like a warm blanket of goodness. Just sit back. <laughs> Just, if you're in your car, you're in your house, you're in your office, you're running on the, maybe you're on the, on the treadmill, man, on, on the mill. Just knocking down those miles, man. Just you, you probably shouldn't relax if you're on the treadmill. I was like, they probably, probably don't stay, want a warm blanket of goodness. Yeah, if they're, maybe a, a yeah. cool blast of refreshing goodness. <laughs> you stay fully engaged yeah. in what you're doing. But listen, because this episode is going to slap. Okay, it's back. Right? It's back. It's going to slap. Okay. It's going to be Gucci. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I promise, man. I promise. Yeah, yeah. You, it, Brian is not exaggerating here because this uh, today, some special. I mean, we've got those three E's every single week. You know, we want to entertain, encourage, and equip all of you guys. Every week. Entertainment-wise, we got our prayer concerns you know, happening. Is it OG again? You got some OG prayer concerns? It's OG. Yep. It is OG. And they just give me and life. They're they, fantastic. Are they? Okay. So we're going to be yes. sharing some prayer concerns. Uh, we're going to be sliding into the DMs. We got a DM that came through. How can you build a team when you can't find volunteers to serve? Oof. That's relatable, I think. Uh, right. <laughs> for all of and us. We, we've hit that volunteer one a lot. Yeah. But every time we ask people, what's your biggest challenge? It's that's by far and away right. one they're, they're, they're the challenge they're facing. So we're yeah. going to try to tackle it, tackle Ta- her again. Tackle it, see. see again. What, see, <laughs> see what we again, come up with. Again, governor. <laughs> okay, but here's the part that that, that Brian said is, is going to slap. And, and we changed our plan for today because yeah. we just uh, had a conversation with Anna Golden just an hour or so ago. It knocked our socks off. It just, yes, yeah. it did. So we changed our plan. We we had a different plan in store. We're like, you know what? Nope. We, pivot. We've got what to pivot. The, the friends. <laughs> friends pivot. <laughs> <laughs> we are pivoting and bringing that conversation to you today. We did not want to sit and wait. Hot off the so, press. Hot off the press. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. It's going to be so good. Hey, and speaking of goodness, you know, there are lots of good things in this world. Mm-hmm. One of those amazing things is Planning Center. Let's talk about the way that Planning Center can help organize your church ministries. Many of you are already familiar with Planning Center and may even be using services to plan your weekly events and schedule volunteers. But what you might not be as familiar with is that Planning Center is actually an all-in-one church management software system. Planning Center can help keep your whole church engaged by creating space for important data like prayer requests and event attendance, or even tracking first-time guests, making follow-up simple and easy. With different products on a unified platform, your whole team can stay aligned across ministries and eliminate anyone working in silos or having to track information across multiple programs. There are so many things you can do with Planning Center. And best of all, you can customize how you use it based on your church's ministry needs. Anyone on your team using Planning Center 
whether they run sound, play drums, or schedule volunteers, has access to Planning Center's training materials and support team too. So go to planningcenter.com to learn more and get started for free. So Jennifer, yeah. uh, I've got lots of people DMing me about the cronut eating contest for uh, for Experience Conference mm. that you're in, you're engaged in, and they're <laughs> they're cheering you on. Why man. do I not believe they're, that? I I you know I it's it's happening. There's a literal groundswell of of chatter. Is there? Because when you yeah. put on our story the other week or the you know last week or what or so, uh, you know what yeah. would you love to hear us talk about? Someone did mention the tattoo thing, and, but I didn't see any cronut stories. Um, yeah, I didn't share them all. I just, I didn't oh. want it to feel like I was, uh, you know, had my thumb on the scale or, or I was kind of weighting that differently. I didn't share them. I did. I, you know, I just kept them, hit them in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think that's going to be a real special moment. I just still kind of think that that's not something anyone wants to see. I, I'm not <laughs> sure who would want to see me eat as many cronuts. <laughs> What's the enjoyment in this? I, I don't know. But, you know, if I have to, then I'll, I'll do it. You know, for the, Okay. We need to make that happen. For the nation. We need to make that happen. We need to make that happen at Experience Conference. That's the only place I've ever had a cronut. Right. And they are, as far as I'm concerned, they're the gold standard of cronuts. So I hope they um, have them this year. Those things sell out quick. They do sell out. We may, I may have to make an order, right, advanced order. Right, or you have to get up early I, if you want me to eat them. You're, you're going right. to have to go down there at 7 a.m. Oh, and grab them. Allie was there a couple of weeks ago and she had her first cronut. Yes. And she, she gave it a very high mark. She did. She did. If you can get them when they're fresh and hot, there's nothing like them. There's just, so, yeah. Guys, obviously we're talking about Experience Conference, August 29th through September the 1st uh, at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort in Orlando. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. We're going to be there. Jen's going to be eating her weight in cronuts <laughs> and it's going to be phenomenal. We're going to record an episode of our podcast with you. Yeah. You are, will be in the room with us. That's happening in the Wednesday at 2.30 uh, breakout spot. Uh, mm-hmm. Check your experience conference app for the location and we'll be posting that out as well. It's going to be a blast and you're going to have uh, artists, uh, amazing artists lineup, unbelievable breakouts. Um, you've got We the Kingdom, Red Rocks Worship, Michael Bethany, Kane, Josh Baldwin, Meredith Andrews, Cochran, and many, many more. Yeah. And it's just going to be fire. So if, man, you still got time, there's a link in our bio. You can join us at Experience Conference. It's going to be fire. It's, uh, Pastor Scott always says, it's like the biggest week of church camp you'll ever go to. Yeah. And uh, lots of great of relationships mm-hmm. and it's in a great place and, and there's amazing content. It's like and great content. Yeah. You get to see us. You can meet people. Uh, our, right. our friends, our listeners from Hawaii, I think are coming back again this year, you know? Let's go. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's just such a good opportunity to connect with other people who get it. They get it. They're living Absolutely. it. They're, they've got their church thing. We're all kind of on the same page. Um, so yeah, join us. It's going to be so join much Join us, man. It's going to be fire. Hey, uh, we dropped Worship Karaoke Episode 6. Um, check that out on all our, our socials. Um, the full episode is over on our YouTube uh, channel at Worship Probs. Um, make sure you smash that uh, subscribe button. Uh, give some love to our friends at American Musical Supply. If you need instruments or microphones, recording gear, uh, travel cases, like whatever you need, uh, they can help. And they're just great, great people. So um, you can got a link in our bio and a code that will also save you some money. 
Um, but yeah, Worship Karaoke episode six and stay tuned for season two. And we may or may not, but definitely are planning to record more episodes at Experience Conference. Nice. So nice. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. As, as the kids say. As the kids say. <laughs> Brian. And by the way, if you've never had a chance to sit behind just, Big Yonce on Space Mountain. Oh gosh. <laughs> you need to do it. You need to make that make that a top priority. Listen, I can't ride that ride anymore. The last like or, or I have to be in the very front of that car. I I've reached a point where it kills my back. It absolutely it kills my back. It's, it's, rough, <laughs> it's brutal. It's yeah, I'm glad I'm they're redoing off it. That thing, man. I'm glad they're redoing it because that <laughs> that ride needs some love. My goodness. Okay. Well, do you know what time I think it is? Okay, Aura Ace. I think it's time for Prayer Concerns. Prayer Concerns is brought to you by our friends at Five Words Media. They're the amazing people that bring you free church AV. Five Words Media is also the official AVL integrator of Worship Leader Props. Now, if your church is planning an upgrade to your production gear or maybe have a new building in the works, start with a call or an email to the team at Five Words Media. They're the best in the biz, and they will do an incredible job of finding the right gear to help your church realize their vision of making a greater impact for the kingdom. Just consider them as an extension of your church production team, and they'll focus on the five words that clients experience with every project they do. Those five words are see, hear, feel, design, and build. Just click the link in our bio and then click on the link for Five Words Media to get started today. Guys, your prayer concerns game is just phenomenal. This is the segment of the podcast that you guys write. You send us in the ways that your congregation roasts you for things that you do that they didn't care for. Now, you did them with pure motives, I'm sure, and you prayed about it and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes they just don't dig it, man. It's too loud. The lights are in their eyes. You got ripped jeans on or you wore a hat or red nail polish or all kinds, all manner of, of savagery uh, coming at you. And so people send these in from all over the world. Never will we share your name or your church's name. You're always anonymous. Um, you can go to our website, worshipleaderprobs.com and just click on the prayer concerns tab. There's a link in our bio uh, to submit your uh, prayer concern and I uh, hope that you will. You can also just DM them to us on uh, on the gram or any of our socials. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. An older gentleman came up to me after church and recommended this really great song that I needed to introduce to the church. I said, yeah, we did that one this morning. He insisted that we didn't, <laughs> but we did. We totally did. Wow, that's that's quite the miss. Like, was he in the bathroom? Thanks for paying attention, <laughs> guy. Oh Thanks. Come on, guy. <laughs> really coming from the heart there this morning. Oh on the my old, gosh. Uh, worship experience. That's funny. All right, number two, prayer concern number two. I got a note on a prayer card that said, I pray that the red lights would go away. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Didn't care for the no red, the no red design. lighting, please. Did not care for that at all. Wow. At all. All right. Number three, prayer concern number three. It says recently following a worship filled Sunday night service, a lady in the congregation immediately made a beeline to me up on the platform and said, Okay, it's time for me to start singing again. I want to audition for the worship team. I said, Okay, that's great. I had no idea you sang. She confidently said, Oh, I do. 
you can go and get your guitar right now and I'll sing Gratitude by Brandon Lake right here on the platform. I politely laughed as though she was joking. Then very sternly, she said, no, I'm serious. Go get your guitar right now. It's a little demanding. I want to know if they did it. Did little, they do it? That's a little forced. That's all. The, that's all. It how said. does the story end? We need an update on that one. Wow. We need an update. Wow. We need more. She's, hit us with the deets, man. She's determined. She. Uh, <laughs> that was very forceful. Was. Very forceful. Wow. Oh my goodness. All right. Number four. Prayer concern number four. I once had a woman come up to me after service and inform me that the person next to her was singing too loud and I should take care of it immediately. <laughs> The person next to her was her husband. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like you can tackle that one, (laughs) ma'am. Yeah. How about you hit that uh, one on the right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. Here's the last one. The bottom of the pudding cup prayer concern number five. And it says after 10 years of ministry, I think I've hit a new level of someone who is adverse to confrontation. We had a guy who used to serve as a video director. Recently, he left our church. And instead of telling us, he blocked off eight years in planning center. (laughs) Eight years. He's blocked out through 2031. No conversation. Just go into planning center. Let planning center do the, listen, we, we love planning center. So I guess that's another way planning center is here to serve you. You don't have to have a conversation. Just use that blockout feature. Not so subtle. I'm blocked out. Oh my gosh. Eight Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Going to be a little busy. Don't try to schedule me. Oh, so fam, those are prayer (laughs) concerns. Please keep sending yours in again. Go to the website, hit the link in our bio, or you can DM those to us on the Instagram or any of our socials as well. Um, Well, we always love to tackle your questions, and we do that in a segment called Sliding into the DMs. Sliding into the DMs is brought to you by New Life and the Every Man's Battle Workshop. As a man, sexual integrity can feel so far out of reach, but it doesn't have to be that way. Just one weekend can give you the help and hope you're seeking from a life of sexual addiction to a life of freedom from shame and guilt. Addictive and compulsive sexual behaviors don't have to control your life. And once you attend the Every Man's Battle Workshop, you'll discover you're not alone and begin to live the life you want. Click on the link in our bio to find out more about the Every Man's Battle Workshop and explore the many other offerings from New Life. Transforming lives through compassionately communicating God's truth and connecting people into redemptive relationships. So my assessment of the state of worship and production in the church, mm-hmm. probably near the top of that list would be an urgent and urgent need for volunteers. Yeah. You guys are always asking us to speak to this and Look, we don't have every answer. Mm-mm. We have some answers and, um, you know, but we can speak to these from our experience um, and have a, have a dialogue about it. And hopefully maybe something will, will be a nugget that you can try or um, maybe would just encourage you to 
stay faithful in your ministry. Yeah. Uh, we got this. We got this DM. How can you build a team when you can't find volunteers to serve? And it just—it's the kind of person <laughs> she is. Big Yonce is totally asked, "Can I go first today?" So wow. Wow. It's just the I, kind of person. Is, that tells it, you all you yeah, need to know about Big Beyonce. <laughs> I don't think She's that's a, a good giver. thing. <laughs> She's a giver. Wow. Um, gosh, this is there's no simple answer to this. It's hard, man. There's no it's really, simple really answer difficult. because you're you're talking about um, you know, there's different church sizes. There's, you know, you've got people with personal lives, all kinds of stuff going on. Um, one of the thoughts I tend to kind of have, I'll just say this, a couple of things that could possibly be barricades maybe try looking at these things first. Um, as you were talking, the first thing that popped in my mind is you have not because you ask not. I mm. do think that sometimes mm. in church, people can look at the stage and they see, hey, everything's everything's going. We've got the words. If, you know, Worship happens every week. I do think that sometimes people don't perceive that maybe there's, you know, a need there or mm-hmm. a way right. to get plugged in there. So, you know, take a look at what you're doing. Do you put out there, hey, you know, are you passionate about worship? Do you play an instrument? Do you sing? Um, are you just looking for an area to get plugged into serving? Um, don't be afraid. We can train you with tech. Yeah. You know, are you putting that out there to your con- congregation or are you just expecting them to know that there's a need? So um, that would probably be um, a big one. Two, um, kind of kind of ties in with that one a little bit. Like, are you getting into the midst of the congregation and getting to know people? There are a yep. lot of times yep. talented people who are, you know, they're hesitant or they're nervous or, you know, they're shy or, or, or what it might be. And, and there, and there's some people that they're going to take a little more hands-on, you know, time there, there was a few times in, in my time of leading where there were people that were interested, but, you know, they wanted to go to coffee and, and there was a lot of, you yeah. know, texting that, and lots of conversations and lots of coaching that kind of came with it. You know, are you willing to kind of help people walk the journey? Um, yeah. another one would be, um, are you, are you, how are you presenting maybe the team? Is it, is it needs, Hey, like we just need someone to come up here and just run pro presenter. Yeah. I don't know if I want to respond to that, but if you're putting Mm -hmm. out there like, Hey, come be a part of something, come, um, what has God put in you to share with others? You know, there's an opportunity to get involved. There's an opportunity to bring your particular, you know, passion or whatnot to this thing that we call church, you know, for you to get involved in, you know, how do we present it to people? Mm-hmm. Um, those are just a couple of the, 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 the few things that came to my mind. I will say this. I know that some churches are small. I've been in like a church plant scenario where it's like, you're looking out at 15 people and half of them are related to you. And you're like, mm-hmm. no, there's literally no one. Well, then what mm-hmm. I would say is adjust, adjust maybe the expectation and, and adjust the way you're doing things. You can't do mm-hmm. things like a mega church if you don't have the resources. So I would say, right. look at the resource God has given you, look at what you have in front of you and go, okay. What's the best I can do with this? Do I want four guitarists? Absolutely. Do I have that? No. So what's the best I can do with what, you know, what God has given me, you know, and maybe I find other tools, you know, there's seasons where I leaned a lot into tracks because Mm -hmm. just couldn't sound very full with a bass guitar, a keyboardist and a drummer. So, you know, but I would just say, do the best. I know it can be really discouraging when you can't find people. Uh, It's really discouraging, you know, pray and just kind of go, okay, God, this is what I have. Uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do the best with what you've given me. I'm going to steward it well. Um, and I'm going to keep praying and believing and have faith and not complain and just, you know, see what God does. You Amen. probably have Amen. some brilliant 
ideas though that are <laughs> way better than anything I'm coming up with. Yeah, no, that was all really, really great. Um, and I love the, you know, are you, are you getting to know people in your congregation? You know, the old shepherds smell like sheep and get out there and, and get to know people. You know, if, if your church has a, like a welcome class or something that they do for new people, right. um, arrange with the person who, who leads that to, to maybe pop in and just say, Hey, you know, I'm the worship pastor or the worship leader here. Is anybody musical here? Right. Or maybe you have a real heart for worship, but you don't sing or play an instrument. Mm-hmm. We, we have spots for people just like you and you can lead worship from some technology. You can lyric slides, whatever. Um, I think, I think those are, I think that's a really great uh, point that, uh, to be honest, I there were lots of weeks where I missed that in my in my local church uh, ministry time. Yeah. Um, I would also say, kind of in conjunction with that, don't don't carry that pressure by yourself. Yeah. Yep. Empower your team mm-hmm. to help you look for people. Empower the rest of the staff to help you look for people, empower some trusted members of the congregation. Um, I can tell you there were oftentimes when people who sang on our team would say, hey, I was standing in front of so-and-so in church the other day. Have you ever talked with them about joining the worship team? They, They were singing and really expressive and uh, there, and there had a really, you know, nice voice and all that. And so, you know, there were times where that would, uh, start a conversation between me and a new prospective team member. So don't be afraid to empower others to help you with that because it's not, I mean, while it is your job to make sure that gets done, there are lots of ways to do that. And Mm so don't, don't put this unbelievable pressure on yourself to do it alone. Right. I would also say, uh, you know, some wisdom from Uncle Paul Balash, man. It's it's better to not have a role filled than to have it filled with the wrong person because yes. you were in a hurry. Yes. And so just don't be afraid, as Jen even said, man, to scale some things back mm-hmm. until you have the right people in the right roles and uh and and you know, continue to to pray that God brings those people your way right. and, uh, and, and, and it'll, it'll happen in time. Um, but man, have some patience. Right. Well, and a thought I just had is I think sometimes maybe God brings people our way, but they need some development or, you know, they need some discipleship and how often do we just, you know, nope, they're not here yet. They're not ready. Yeah. yeah. And we, and we discredit them. So I would say too, you know, it, this goes along with like working with your team and empowering other people be ready and willing to help develop. You know, we've talked about this before. Go into the youth ministry then. I heard um, there was a Lisa Bevere clip where she was talking about how she'd gone to visit a church uh, over in Asia and the pastor said something really powerful. He said that in America, you guys see youth as your replacements because they had this vibrant church where youth were serving everywhere. And he said, we see them as reinforcements. So it's not down the road, they're going to replace me. It's they're here to reinforce. So I even say, Mm -hmm. look at the youth and go, okay, how can you know, we start developing, you know, okay, I've got this great vocalist that, you know, I really depend on. So I'm going to send them in and ask them to start working and developing, you know, are you looking around and seeing what God has put in front of you? And are you open and willing to help develop it? You know, it's, there's so much to it. I would say just, uh, you know, keep your eyes open and amen, your eyes open to it. Yes. And amen, Jennifer, that is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Hey, if you've, uh, 
come across some strategies for uh, finding and developing volunteers, shoot us an email, info at worshipleaderprobs.com, or you can DM that uh, to us on any of the socials as well. But we'd love to know what you're doing that works, and uh, we'll definitely pass that on to uh, the nation. So, man, guys, we love what we get to do. Mm-hmm. And we are honored and blessed to have some really fascinating conversations with people. And I want you to buckle up. All right. Put your yeah. ears on and enjoy this conversation that we got to have with Anna Golden. Well, the Worship Props Podcast is thrilled to have Anna Golden with us today. Man, thank you. Thank you for taking the time. Oh my gosh. I have been looking forward to this ever since it was put on my calendar. I just love talking to you guys. So we're going to have a blast. I'm, I'm Absolutely. Abs- I think wherever you are is a blast. That's my impression. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I've been watching uh, Rita Springer stories this week and, and I'm like, Anna is just hilarious. I just want to sit in the room. Can I just sit in the room Absolutely. and watch what just Anna? Let me watch. Yeah, exactly. Please, please, please. Literally, us. had such a ball this week. I'm staying at Rita's, which is like I call my I call her a roommate at this point because every time I'm in Nashville, I'm like, Rita, I'm here. What are we doing? <laughs> so currently, I'm sitting in her house and I'm using her ring light. Oh my! Nice. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Well, hug her for us. She is like the godmother of all of us. So we love Rita. So the best. Yeah. Wow. So Anna, we've been so excited to chat with you again. So how has your summer been? Seems like you've been pretty busy. First thing I would like to say is I'm the tannest I've ever been naturally. Okay. And that's been something that I've really been working on. That's a good summer right there. That's awesome. I'm like, I feel the best. You know, if you can't tone it, tan it. Yeah. So that's why I feel <laughs> get out there, get in the sun. I live in Texas now. The UV's 100,000 every day. <laughs> so I'm crying. Uh, it's been such an amazing summer. I've had so much fun. I, in the beginning of July, I always do like a sabbatical. And that was just the absolute best. Spent some time back in LA, spent some time, um, in Georgia and Destin. It was, it was so great. This summer has been so fun. And then like leading up to my release and all the things it's been, it's been so peaceful when you do a live recording, the live part is so stressful that when like the aftermath, you're like, wow, we're just living. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's been really, really fun. Wow. That's fantastic. So if you can't tone it, tan it. I, yeah, that's going to be good. my that's new. Gonna, she needs quote. a she needs a trademark that's, that phrase. Right. That's, yeah. You, yeah. You do. Absolutely. <laughs> sell Absolutely. it. Sell it to some self tanning company and just. <laughs> <laughs> I need honestly. I need my own spray tan line. That's a dream. Yes. That's a goal. Absolutely, man. Your name works perfectly for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Oh my god. Come on. Incredible. Come on. It, this writes itself, man. Um, okay. So your current single because of you. So good, man. So, so, so good. Can you, um, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about your story. Like, how did you, how how did you find yourself? How did you get to where you are? Like, what, what, tell us a little bit about your story, man. I, so many things So we could, we could start. I'm like, so it started when I was born. It's like, please, not all that. Um, no, I, I was, I was born into a really musical family. So, um, I basically grew up like in the Partridge family, 
which is nice. fun and comes with all the things. Both my parents were, were worship leaders as well as my dad was a classical guitarist and my mom was like a jingle singer. Um, and so that was pretty much the culture of my house growing up was very, we were also raised very strict. We've since then, we've learned the grace of God. Amen. <laughs> Our household has. Amen. Amen. Um, but we were, we were really churchy growing up. I was, I was so churchy growing up. And I think I chose that myself. Like growing up, I literally collected anointing oils, like kids collected like postcards <laughs> and keychains. I connect, collected anointing oils. I remember the first time I ever used the internet. I was like so young. Um, and I ordered this oil from the Holy Land, like on eBay. And I'm like, Dude, I'm like, that was probably literally olive oil put in a jar with like, Right. <laughs> on the front. <laughs> this came from the Holy Land. I remember seeing it and like praying over it and like pouring it in its own little jar and naming it. Anyway, so that's what I did for fun. Wow. I used to I used to dye scarves with a girl in our church. Um it was like 40. <laughs> that was my whole life. Um so always a church kid, but simultaneously in the music industry and the mainstream entertainment industry, because my mom um, was like, you guys are going to be a light in a dark place. So this dichotomy of both of my lives was kind of crazy, um, but it made me fall completely in love with music. And I learned how to process my life through music. I learned how to sit in the presence of the Lord. I started an internship when I was 14 because I was homeschooled my whole life because we couldn't be in school just with what we were doing. Um, and I started an internship at House of Prayer when I was 14, and it really just made me fall in love with the presence of God and learning how to just sit. I had a prayer set at like the lowest traffic of times, like 2 to 4 p.m. on like a Tuesday afternoon. One guy would take his lunch late. So it was always me, this one guy, and then the Lord. You know what I mean? So, and it was like little 14-year-old me at the Keys playing for two hours and just worshiping um, and just man, becoming so comfortable with the presence of the Lord and learning how to pray and learning how to be an intercessor as well as a worship leader, because worship leaders truly are just intercessors. Um, and, and learning the power of prayer and the, the kindness of God in his heart to just sit with me um, in every moment. And I, when I was 15, I decided to leave the mainstream entertainment industry. It's like 15. Why am I making huge decisions? Here I am. I'm like, you know what? I'm <laughs> retiring from this currently. Um, and I, I really just loved church and I love the presence of God and it, it made me feel so safe and it wasn't opportunistic. And at this time worship wasn't even an industry. So it was like, it wasn't like I was pivoting to, to change those kinds of things. So then, um, I I started in full-time ministry when I was 16, actually. I was at a church wow. and they came up to me and they're like, you want to do like an internship here? And I was like, do you guys do internships? And like, no, you can just like come on staff for like minimum wage. Oh my. <laughs> they're like, you just do the worship department. And I was like, that's cool. That's pretty cool to me. I like could quit my little restaurant job I had done. And so um, I literally, I have been in full-time ministry since I was 16 and working at wow. um, a church and, and loving it and seeing the best of things and seeing the worst of things and seeing the humanity just live in the body of Christ and all, all of that. So now I 
when I was 18, I started releasing worship music a little begrudgingly. Um, one of my best friends, her dad had a worship conference and I ended up doing a song that I had written that wasn't even finished. He's like, can you do this song? And then from there, it was a song called Take Me There. And just churches kind of all over America started playing it on Sunday mornings. And I was like, what's going on? And the Lord was like, I want you to start releasing music like this. And I was like, triggered. I don't want to release music like that. I've, I've always like, I didn't want worship to feel mainstream. I didn't want worship to feel industry. I, I wanted it to just stay pure. And the Lord was like, I'll always be faithful to um, honor that. Like that you don't have to feel like you're having to be strategic or work a room or any of those things or harness relationships in that way. But um, you stay faithful to write and work on what I'm telling you to do. So that was kind of my agreement with the Lord and truly like any opportunity in my career, any relationship that I have or any, any, um, success, it really has been the Lord being so intentional about that. Um, and it's, it never ceases to amaze me. I was on the phone this morning of just like talking with one of my friends about opportunity and and we're going through it. And I'm like, man, I'm so grateful that God actually is so intentional to keep that promise and to lead and order my steps because it can become a rat race. And I just never wanted to be that. And I, uh, now I get to release music and lead worship in my church. I work full-time at a church in Dallas called Shoreline city. That's like my favorite thing in the entire world. I actually just got a tattoo when people, I don't know if people love tattoos, but I just got a tattoo of the church it's it's bigger than i thought it was going to be guys <laughs> so praise the lord that's how much i love this church. <laughs> um and it's like my favorite place in the entire world i call it narnia because i'm like man it's really i just wrote in my journals forever about what i I knew the Lord's church should be and, and how kind it was and how safe of a place it was and i feel like i'm i'm with my little flock um so it's been incredible. And then, yeah, that's pretty much work full time at a church. I got a cat now. His name's Carl. He's pretty much my little pride and joy. That's, that's my life. And I get to release music and albums and it's crazy. <laughs> Wow. There was so much there that I want to unpack. I mean, starting with the anointing oil collection, because I'm just, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just picturing you as a kid being like, hey, you want to hang out? Come look at my anointing oil. Oh, of course. Guys, have you seen the oil? I I grew up collecting like tambourines. So I totally. (laughs) Okay, tambourine. Check it out. I got the crescent. Do you have the crescent with the double symbol? <laughs> no, just, <laughs> so, okay, um, percussion. We love this shit. That's, that's actually so um, funny. Yeah. I have this little. Um, my dad. My dad loved Perry Stone growing up. I don't know if you guys know who that. Oh, yeah, is. absolutely. Yeah. And um, he had this little tabernacle set, and so I had my own tabernacle, and that was like my dollhouse. And I just remember my dad like trying to explain it to me, and he's like, "This priest can't go in there," and I'm like. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And like the sacrificing the animals was like, I just, I never played like that. Like the fact that I have a tabernacle set, I have like the priest and the high priest and like all the coverings and all the things, the Ark of the Covenant (laughs) inside. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, I just remember in my reality, Jesus had already come. So there's no sacrificing animals. I love the animals (laughs) much. Animals were never on the altar. (laughs) 
<laughs> I had like a David figurine like with the uh, oh with the sling. And this, there's like a whole subculture of Christianity, you know, like you, your parents would take you to the, the Christian bookstore and you'd be done. like, check out the oh new Goliath figure. Oh, are yeah. you kidding me? I was oh, and I, had a travel, I had a travel communion set. Perry Stone, honestly, shout out to Perry Stone for like, because I think my dad was like a donor or something. So like anytime he would give, like they would send these things. And I had like nice. this entire collection of things so i had my oh, little travel that's amazing, amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh uh, sorry i've gotten it. we're so far off <laughs> so, <laughs> this, is all, this is i'm here oh for my it, gosh okay okay wow so so you're leading worship at shoreline city in dallas you also sung yeah. right you travel as you've said you've been traveling all summer you perform uh at events throughout the year how do you balance all of that? Honestly, <laughs> like I think that I'm really graced for this, which I, I'm so like, thank you, Lord, that I am graced for this. Because sometimes I will look up and be like, how am I balancing all this? And I, I really do love it. Like, I love what I get to do. Um, I have great accountability in my life that knows when to pull me back because I'm such a doer in nature. Like I love to do things. I love being around people. I love, um, making sure I'm, I'm very like, I need to be diligent what the Lord has given me. So I'm not turned down a thing. Um, and I think that this year, the Lord's kind of broken that off of me of like, I do take sabbaticals now and I'm, I have a certain amount of days in a month that I'll allow myself to be gone and a certain amount of times that um, I make sure that I'm at my church and that when I'm at my church, I'm not um, kind of having to balance everything that I'm there and that I get to sit down with volunteers. I get to take people to coffee. Um, it's so it's so great that I'm able to be able to be in all of it. Um, and it's just uh, good planning, good people in my life, a great assistant who helps me with a lot of things. <laughs> So those things are great. Um, but I really do. I do love it. It's not, um, I think a lot of people would see so much of it as draining and it, it really is like the Lord has graced me for that. It's not draining for me. I, I, I love it. Like I love being able to sit down and just talk to people. And, um, it's my greatest joy too to like songwrite for other people. We're here. Um, this, this is, this is actually going to be, I guess, breaking news, but, uh, Rita is working on a project. <laughs> She's going to be like, that's incredible. You've said that, but <laughs> she started with stuff about it this week. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we're working on her next album and I'm able to uh, come alongside her and actually help write and produce it. Um, and so I'm like, I love that. Like it's truly so exciting for me. The fact that I get a record coming out this week and I'm going to be working on someone else's record. Like it's not the overwhelming side of things to me is when things get weird or when things are like a little too industry. I'm like, that's when I'm at, eh. but anything like I love, I love all of it. So wow. I really do. That's enjoy phenomenal. It. Mm -hmm. Man, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. So, okay. The album drops tonight Literally. called church church anything with you on it is a must have. Uh, so what, what can you tell us about the, the new record? Man, I, this record has been, I, I was the other day I was trying to like film something for Instagram. This is going to, this is going to take a turn. Don't worry. Um, and I was trying to talk about the record and I think something crazy about this is 
the Lord told me with this album, he was going to give me like my tears back and my sensitivity, which I was like, oh, that's going to be great. I'm going to be an emotional wreck. Um, and I was trying to film this video for Instagram. I kept sobbing. I This album is so close to my heart um, because it really talks about kind of what we were saying. I mean, I have been in ministry a long time and um, I've been a part of a, a, some ministries that have experienced a lot. And it, there had to be a healing journey there. And this album is just kind of a roadmap of all of it. And it's a, it's a love letter to the church. The Lord took me on this mm. like entire heart experience of man, I want you to see the church. Like I do again, like, I think you're holding on to some brokenheartedness some bitterness um, towards my bride. Mm. And I, I need you to see, I need you to see her for who she is again. Cause I need you to defend her. Mm. And I was mm. like, man, um, so through that, just, man, reading the book of Acts, digging into Revelation, seeing how aware the Lord is of what's going on in the church and nothing is new and nothing is surprising to him. Um, and he's so faithful to rebuild anything that tears down, but in a gracious way that doesn't crush people. Um, and I think that that's something that with this record, I wanted to give assets to the church and to a worship leader. Like I sit down with my pastor every month and we go through, um, and my worship team and we go through, um, what songs we're going to do and how they work in our church. In some churches, it's like you get 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, you know, however long for worship. And you're wanting songs that ignite people's hearts, that till the soil of their hearts to receive the word, that give them hope in a season that declares scripture. And to me, that was really the heart behind this project, that every song would be songs that I would put on a set list, you know, and, um, and two, with that, I'm, I'm really creative. I love the creative aspect of things, but I really felt the Lord be like, hey, for this record, we just want to lay down that hat and make it super obtainable for every church. The average church in America is actually um, 200 people and they maybe see 75 people on a Sunday and they don't have church staff or yeah. Yeah. a sound system or an LED wall or, you know what I mean? Right. Like all the things right. that a lot of us are really privileged to have. Um, and I wanted to make sure that the church that isn't running stems or the church that has a drummer that has a whole family that wasn't able to make it that morning could still do these songs and they would still be powerful and um, rooted in scripture. I, I always think of, man, if we have that limited amount of time, what are we giving people to sing over themselves? Are come we singing on, to on. the songs that are licking our wounds? Are we saying, no, I've seen... I've seen who the Lord is. We have a song on the record. It's called Psalm 91. Um, and it really is just the Psalm. Um, and the repeated line of the chorus and of the bridge is man, you're the God in whom I trust and people to, to hold on to that. Like in this season, like, and man, when the arrows fly by day, when 10,000 fall at my side, like you're the God in in whom I trust. Yeah. And really just getting back to the basics of, we don't, we are so gifted, like as songwriters to be able to have a book of everything we can say. Yeah. And that's where the power is. Like, I wanted to make sure that we're doing songs that um, aren't just pretty to listen to, but I, I want songs that break yokes. I want songs yeah. that people want to sing over their children in the hospital, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, that really move the heart of God. And it, it was 
it's been such a beautiful experience. It's been hard. If you ever want like warfare to crack open on your life, write a, write a record for the church. <laughs> I'm not even like a warfare girl. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, that's crazy. But, uh, it's been, it's been so beautiful. And like all of these songs are my favorite. I could go track by track. Everybody's like, what's your favorite song? Now? I'm like literally every single one. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, it's been, it's been incredible. And I cannot wait to see uh, how people connect with them and um, are able to use them in their services and in their churches. I mean, that would be my biggest goal for this record too. I, I don't want, I don't want people to think of these songs and think of my name or my voice or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I want them to think of, man, like, we can lead these songs on a Sunday. Yeah. Like our church would love to declare this. Um, and that's, that's really like my heart for this record. Wow. Gosh, man, Anna came to preach. I today. know. I was like, she <laughs> rightly called it church. Cause I'm like, she just took it to church. We're having it right now. <laughs> man. Wow. So much. Cannot wait. I know. Uh, Gosh, and I love so much of what you said there. I love that you talked about, you know, defending the bride because I do think we are in a time where it's so much easier to pick up a stone and throw it at the bride of Christ. And be like, hey, that's not what we're supposed to be doing because we are the church. We are the bride. So gosh, man, so good, Anna. Okay, so what would you say? So we have all kinds of listeners. We got young ones, we got old ones. um, But I want to talk specifically to the younger ones right now. What would you say to someone? Or maybe they aren't young, but they're just new to it. They're just starting out in ministry What's something that they should be doing to really get a solid, firm foundation? Man, I think, especially when you're young, and I mean all ages, accountability is huge. Mm. I used to see accountability as control in my life, and it's actually just safety. Mm. It's like like rock climbing without a safety guard. You know what I mean? It's like without a second line, without a safety net, if you're you're walking a tightrope, you know? Um, And just people who you can tell everything to because so often I've seen and been able to mentor people and be mentored because I was this person that you, you don't say everything about your life because you're scared that someone you down or take away your influence. I mean, and just to be loved by people who love you beyond your influence and care more about you because I mean, the call of God in our lives is all the same. The assignment changes. And I think that's something, the shift that I had to make in my my own life. Because I was like, the call of God in my life is to be worse for you. The call of God in my life is everybody's call. It's in Matthew 25. Yes. Of, Man, when I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. When I was yeah. in prison, you came and visited me. And it's to make disciples mm-hmm. of people. I mean, Jesus' last word says, we're like, go and make disciples, not go and lead people into worship. Um, and that's that's the call. And to discern that from your assignment. Because man, within ministry, things like that change all the time. Um, and they pivot. And just to remain like a servant. And the, and the biggest, the biggest, the biggest thing is to forgive fast. Mm-hmm. To forgive. Like I pray every day. I'm like, Lord, give me a heart like Joseph. That I can turn around and just forgive. Wow. Yeah. That I can literally yeah. see, see those who have hurt me. And, and been a face of pain for me and provide for them. Like mm-hmm. that is the most counterculture thing you'll ever hear. If you have, they probably aren't going to tell you to just blindly forgive 70 times seven a day. They draw your boundaries, make sure you're safe. And I'm, I'm all for that. Like you don't want to put yourself in a harm, harm's way. But um, I think forgiveness is so prophetic to be able to love people and who you know that they're supposed to be um, and not who they are right now, like who God calls them to be and treating them that way, it prophesies over their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 
that to me is something that's so huge. I mean, staying at the feet of Jesus, never forget, forgetting to serve. And, and also like knowing I, I now in the last few years have had the Lord tug on me with kind of the whole church hurt scenario really. Mm-hmm. And be like, as a leader, you need to discern where to place people. And it kind of gave me this metaphor of like a restaurant. Like there are people who can be in the kitchen because they they can be next to the fire and the knives and all those things. And then there's some people who can run the food and then there's some people who need to be hostesses. And and there's just different um, levels of grace for certain areas of ministry. And I think that we we see a lot of brokenheartedness in the church because maybe you just weren't, you weren't supposed to be in the kitchen. You know, you weren't graced to make those decisions and that's okay. Like know where you're supposed to be, know where God's called you to be. Um, in those certain things, my sister, um, tells me this all the time. She's like, I don't know how you put up with you put up with. And I'm like, I'm graced for it. I'm graced to be a pastor. I'm graced to sit down with people and get calls in the middle of the night. And, and that's, that's what I feel called to do. And I know that that's not everybody's story. Um, so it's, it's really to like figure out where the Lord's wanting you in this season too, and, and not to, not to push something for an agenda for yourself, but know that like, man, if the Lord's placed you not on the stage right now, that's his kindness mm-hmm. and his, his gift to you. Um, and maybe in a season you will be, but seeing things like that and holding it pretty loosely, if that makes sense. My goodness. That all makes sense. That is so good, man. That forgiving quickly, man, I'm, I'm a few steps further down the road than you are just a few. And I'm still, I'm still learning that, man. That is, that is, uh, I had a pastor, uh, talk with me about living unoffended. Yeah. And that's, that's his, that's his whole goal, man. If, if today I can live unoffended and then tomorrow we'll work on tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I thought, oh man, that, what a word and, and forgiving quickly. That mm-hmm. is such a good, um, man for all of us, myself included. Um, okay. As you can tell, we are, we're, we're, we're going deep golden today with this is we're <laughs> big and a golden people. So, okay. We're going to get to the big room question in just a second, but fam, You've got to go get your copy of Church from oh. Anna Golden. Okay, you got to do it. Just do it. Anybody can stream it. Go buy it. You're going to want to listen to this. This is going to be on repeat for you. Um, okay, so the big room question. We end every interview with this question, and uh, it if we could get every worship leader and all their volunteers, every production leader and all their volunteers, we got them all together in one big room. And we gave you a microphone. You've said so much unbelievable stuff for them already. But uh, what what would you? What else would you say? I guess I should say. What else would you say to that room? Man, that's like such a such a bold. <laughs> I literally love it. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it would stay. It would stay within. It would stay within that vein. Um, and there's something that I love. I was actually in a talk that Rich Wilkerson Jr. had. And he was talking about becoming professionals at ministry. And he was like, we're not professionals at ministry. Like, like we're so, we don't want to make that to where it feels industry or we know what to do. Cause like, we're just following the Lord. And, and I think that to me, if I could sit everybody down, I would say what you do is so much more important than what you think it is. And, um, forgive 
be like Jesus. That's the greatest gift you can give yourself for your craft. I think oftentimes when I'm able to sit down with worship leaders or songwriters or production people or whatever it may look like, like, how do I grow? How do I grow? And I'm like, man, the greatest thing you can do is love somebody else. Like that is the greatest way you can grow. Um, And just to be Jesus for someone else, forgive, stop the offense, stop, stop the gossiping, stop the stereotypical things that we deal so much with um, in church and just love somebody and care for people, lock eyes with people, pray for someone on a Sunday morning. Um, That it just makes, it makes the biggest difference. I feel like I don't have some big uh, mic drop wisdom nugget, but um, I was able to talk to a team not too long ago and just sitting down and I, I was like, man, protecting unity is so important. Like just to be able to forgive each other and to love one another. Um, I think that within ministry, sometimes we've seen the example for us was to see people as stones to help build your team or build your church. Um, and not to see people as stones anymore, but to see them as individuals with dreams and hopes and families and hurt and pain. Um, and to sit down and lock eyes with other people. I think that the greatest thing you can do when you feel empty, when you feel burnt out, um, is to pour out. The Lord is always so faithful. Um, when we when we keep pouring um, and to pour into someone else uh, and mentor others, and and like that to me, that's the most beautiful aspect of ministry. Like what we do on a Sunday morning is so stunning, um, but that's just the smallest piece. There's an entire week. Right. Like, are we sitting down with our teams? Are we loving on our people? Are are we caring that like life happens? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that has just been in my community with my church. It's changed the way that I see everything. It's changed the way that I see ministry. Um, that man, like we are really called to make disciples, not better worship leaders or better mm-hmm. tech people. That just comes with it. But I, mm-hmm. um, being able to sit down, break bread with people, lock eyes like that. Anyway, all over the place that answer, but. I just think it's so beautiful what we get to do. Absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And you could always just punctuate it with, if you can't tone it, tan it. If you can't tone it, tan it. That's really Especially if you're on stage under those lights. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Guys, you got to go follow Anna Golden Music on the socials. You got to grab your copy of Church. We will be shouting that out for sure. Anna, we love you, and we are so grateful that God has you exactly where you are. So thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh, I love y'all so much. So honored. Can't wait. If you can't tone it, tan it. That's She's, my new mantra. I know. Maybe yeah. you, might, you might get me to tat that. Okay. You know, that's you that's an interesting it, it. that's an interesting choice. But it's um, probably not gonna happen. <laughs> it's probably not gonna happen. But I I really like that saying. Yes, yeah. That was it's clever. It's clever. I, I mean she's I think she's a, a, a budding entrepreneur with that. She is yeah. fantastic. Talk about a little firecracker of just oh man. She's hilarious, a little yes. ball of joy, and then my goodness. Bam. Just, yeah. With the wisdom. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, absolutely amazing. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that conversation. Big Anna Golden guy. Yeah. <laughs> She's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Wow. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 244. Can you believe that? 
244 of the Worship Props podcast. When Man. did you jump on here? What episode? I asked you this all the I time. Know, I, I know, I know, I know. I should know. It was it right was before. It was in the 90s. It was I in the 90s. Was. Yeah, it was in the 90s, somewhere before 100. So, gosh, yeah. that's crazy. And man. it's not getting old. It's not getting old. This well, that's is, good. Man, that's good. And I would uh, hope that you would not news, tell me that on the air. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, this again? Yeah. <laughs> so excited to be here. <laughs> Guys, remember to hit subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcast content. That way, again, you never have to look for us. You just hit subscribe and we show up bright and early every Tuesday right, morning. Do with it amazing episode for you to listen to, if I can say so myself. Yeah. Right. And uh, do us a favor, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating with a nice review. Again, it's just so easy to do, y'all. It's it's, it's pushing a button. It's It's a no-brainer. No-brainer. Brian would really appreciate, I know it would make his day. It would would make make his day to wake up and see more five-star reviews. Right. It would make my day. It would. It would. And you know what else it would do? It would help Apple Podcasts put that podcast in front of more people. So maybe a few more people listen. So I haven't talked about this in a while, but you guys, if you're a long-term listener, you will remember one of my personal goals is to see our podcast on the like iTunes top Top 100 or or whatever, top 100, whatever. And that, that's a piece of helping us get there is, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Ratings ratings and reviews. It really does help. It does help. You guys can totally help us. And we joke, you know, we joke about it. It's for ego. It really isn't. It really isn't. We think that this adds value to people's lives. So help us out. It's a value addition. That's what we're all about. It is. Help us out with that. Help us. And uh, guys, thank you so much for following us, for engaging with us, for sharing, for commenting uh, on all of the socials, all of the posts. We absolutely love it. And we love you. At Worship Probs on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can find us at Worship Leader Probs on TikTok. And hey, you can find us over there on Twitter. We're mixing things up. Search the hashtag Worship Leader Probs. Absolutely. We love engaging with you. And we want to help connect you with people who can add other people who can hopefully add value to what you're doing in your ministry. And near the top of the list for us is our friends at Maven Media Productions. They are just amazing people. And if your church needs some, uh, you might need some help with social media. You might need uh, somebody to help with, you know, branding, website development, logos, like whatever you in that vein, they also do coaching, leadership mm-hmm. coaching, and yeah. they, they, they just have a wide skill set. They'll do all kinds of stuff to help you uh, hit them up at mavenmediaproductions.com. They're fantastic people. And I know they'd love to help you. Uh, and thanks to Scott Hoke for our intro guys. We love you. Thanks so much for listening to episode 244. Until next time, deuces. Smell you later. Smell you later.